Does Uncharted break the video game movie curse? We answer that question and more this week on Only Stupid Answers. Welcome back, everybody, to Only Stupid Answers. My goodness gracious, this is a show where we answer your questions about movies, TV shows, comic books, and video games sometimes and today. Today is the day that we do video game movies, more specifically. I, of course, am your host, DJ Wildrich. With me, as always, is Roxy Stryer. And today, we have a very special guest. Tim, say hi to the kids at home. What's up, everyone? It's me, Tim Geddes. So, for, for for those that don't know you, the one person in the audience that doesn't know you, who are you? Where can they find you? What are you up to? For the millions and millions of people out there that do not know me, my name is Tim Geddes. I work at Kind of Funny. Uh, we do very similar things to what DJ does. Uh, we talk about movies and comics and video games, specifically video games, I would say, um, over on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny. Um, if I were to recommend one podcast we do, it's In Review. It's essentially a weekly book club for movie franchises where every week we rank and review different installments and franchises. It's a fun time. And if you like this stuff, you're going to love that. Go check it out. As far as the video game stuff, because we don't get mm-hmm. to talk about video game stuff a lot. It, Roxy, Tim, you don't know. I can't go into the joke. We like to joke that Roxy is a, a like a, a, an expert gamer, I'm a big oh, gamer, of even I'm though a big gamer girl, big gamer girl, know all the games, no mm-hmm. Zelda, no Pokemon, mm-hmm. um, yes. and no Smash Mouth. You know, like all <laughs> Smash Mouth, Smash yeah. Mouth, yeah, yeah, classic she, video game. Yeah, she gets mm-hmm. all of them. Yeah, yeah, I just know all of them. So just be intimidated right now because every game there is, I have played and won. Mm-hmm. Um, even the ones that are unwinnable multi multiplayer shooter. Oh, there you Boom. go. There yeah, it is. Yeah, big, so big Josh McCuga energy for yeah, this. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> as, as he is a dear friend of mine. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> uh, so, so with that in mind, obviously we don't get to talk about the video games a lot. So, what are you? What are you guys talking about right now? What's on oh. the razor's edge? I mean, it's a banger year already for video games, but Sifu coming out the gate strong, an indie game, or yeah, smaller indie game that is utterly fantastic. It's my game of the year so far, and it's definitely one that I'm going to be looking back at the end of the year, and I'll be shocked if it's not up there. Say it again, Um, Sifu? Sifu, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's why I just wanted the people to know. (laughs) Yes. She knew, obviously. Of course she knows. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. yeah. S-I-F-U. Uh, for Sifu, uh, but we got Horizon Forbidden West coming out today. As oh of my god, oh that's my god. huge! We got Elden Ring next week, and then yeah, yeah we got the Uncharted movie that just dropped. So, oh my video god, games are in the air! Ah, such a great segue into uh, we're going to be talking spoiler free about the Uncharted movie uh, and video game movies in general. I will say, just on the top of video games, I, I tend to be a little bit behind uh, uh, on stuff. I've just started playing Metroid Dread, and uh, that's. I have a good time. I'm I'm having a good time, except whenever a boss happens, and then and then it's a real bad time for a stretch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you're not gonna like seafood then, because that's all it is. Oh that my god, it's like a, you're down. Yeah, because I got through that first boss. I'm like, oh man, that was challenging but fun. And I got there, and then I got to Kraid, and I'm like, oh my god, fuck my life. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> yeah, they're adding an easy mode. Yeah. Like next week oh no, no no it's already out it's, it's already, already out, out but so. the problem is i'm too deep now i can't change uh, it midway i'm and i'm not gonna go back yeah <laughs> i've committed that's, that's that's right. Dude. a video game that makes you say fuck my life i feel like if that's what's happening then we gotta ditch him you no because here's the thing it's like it, you say, fuck my life fuck it's my like life movies, right? 
why do, why do you watch horror movies, right? To like to say fuck your life. Yeah. Same same idea. Like we we're all gluttons for punishment out here in different ways. I um, have a really strange thing about me. This is true that I giggle through an entire horror movie, no matter what it is. So. Mm-hmm. There you go. You learned something new. So DJ, yeah, you just got to giggle at crate. I just got to giggle at crate. I'm through. I'm through crate. I got through crate. It took some doing, but I got through them. Um, anyway, anyway, that's just my current video game situation. Um, so for those that uh, don't know, or just for some reason tuning into this show for the very first time, of course we have a Patreon, patreoncom answers, where you can go and you can check out uh, Roxy Mai's reviews of Peacemaker. Very excited to talk about the finale. Uh, and a bunch of other stuff. It's also where I, we, my friend Sal from Comic Pop and I are going through the Spider-Man movies. We just did Into the Spider-Verse. We are going to start with Venom now. Uh, real night and day whiplash going on there. <laughs> um so go to patreon.com slash only stupid answers to check that out. Also, if you go over to iTunes, if you listen to the show on iTunes, you can give us a five-star review. Uh, we got a review from Sailor Gains 18. Amazing show. I really love the dynamic duo. I love how you guys respectfully disagree with each other. This show is a blast and everyone should listen. Hopefully one day I can have you guys on my show, The Power of Friendship. I see what you did there, Sailor Gains. I see what you did. Um, and if you listen to the show on Spotify every week, we ask you all a question. Last week's question was, what new Star Wars project would you like to see? Ray Rafael Alvarez said, more Alien League characters, such a vast universe of species, and we always follow the humans. Ahsoka is a step in the right direction. Also, less Jedi slash Sith, uh, buddy cop, heists, horror, different stuff. And Jonathan Santoramo said, we need a clone special forces live action like the Gendy Tartakovsky episode or a Jedi Academy like Harry Potter, but a little darker. So thank you all that listen on iTunes, Spotify, and everywhere else y'all listen. And Tim, something we've started uh, recently is we've been reaching out to the audience and we're answering random questions they have, questions unrelated to the topic of the show. Mm -hmm. So this week's random question from Jake Hefner. What is one of the dumbest things you ever did as a kid? I'll add the caveat that you're willing to admit to on air. <laughs> uh, this is what I actually had had hit a memory in my mind really, really deep. And I didn't think about it until last week. Cliff Lazinski uh, was tweeting out about how uh, back in the day in the 90s, there were these things called arcades yes. where you would go to play video games. <laughs> for those that don't would, know. For those that don't know. Uh, and you'd put quarters into the machines to be able to play them, right? Like we're all familiar with mm-hmm. these things. Um, but there is this, this old tradition where if you wanted to play next, you would take your quarter and put it on the arcade machine yeah, uh, on the screen to kind of like, hold your place and kind of tell the person playing, Hey, when you're done, I want to be the next person to play. Now that's kind of an unspoken rule. Like Mm -hmm. it's one of those, if you know, you know, type things. And at some point you learn. Yeah. uh, Right. But when I was, you know, somewhere around 10, 10, probably 10 years old, there was this thing called Dance Dance Revolution. Mm -hmm. That was the nation. Right. And uh, I was like, you know what? I, I'm all into this. So I remember being at the arcade. I remember playing DDR and you know sweat my little ass off and all of a sudden someone walks up and puts a quarter down and i thought they were tipping me <laughs> for my sweet dance skills nice. i learned the rule of how the quarter works the hard way yes um, what'd you say you said thank you so much thank you i did i did I really you did. A career in backup dancing. You had planned mm-hmm. a whole life in that 30 seconds. It would have been a whole thing. 
I was my heart was warmed when he put that quarter. I thought it was weird to just tip a quarter, but you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so anyway. what I love about that story is how confident you were in your dance moves on DDR. You're like, I am fucking nailing this. Shit. I'm nailing it, man. Play it on heavy, dude. You gotta oh, love it, man. I love it. I love it. Roxy, do you have dumbest thing that you did as a kid? One up, one of, not necessarily the one up. <laughs> All right. In the complete opposite direction, because anybody who knows me at all knows that little Roxy was little fuck up. So um, I, when I was 14, this is a fun story. I, when I was 14, I got alcohol poisoning for my first time. And then a month. For the first time. <laughs> for the first time. Well, because this is the dumbest thing I ever did as a kid. This is me being genuine. Then a month later, I got it again. And what? I feel like you have to be really dumb. Like you have to be really dumb to like back to back like that be like mm, i don't know how this alcohol thing works yet yeah if i do the same thing will i end up in the same hospital maybe so, you've built yeah. up an endurance i mean that dj i think i was going for the olympics mm-hmm. i was going for the drinking olympics um yeah so uh, very similar to thinking i was getting tipped you know yeah. just in a very similar vein i just keeping it real with the kids I think that was the dumbest thing I ever did. There you go. There you go. I think for me, so when I when I read this question, I went kid kid. Like I went way back into child. young young child DJ. And I was thinking about this time where I guess I had too much time on my hands. And I remember being a kid looking at a pair of scissors and being like, what would happen if I cut my hair? <laughs> what what would happen? What would happen if I did that? But what what what's you stood have long up, hair? I see here's the thing. I, I have curly hair. Uh, it's when you combine Greek and Irish, this is what you get. And um, uh, and so it grows out like a fro. So it was probably around here-ish. And, but what, what stood out to the story f- for me was not that I cut my hair. What's, was the mental gymnastics I went through to do it. Because I, I, I must have known in my heart of hearts that cutting my own hair, probably not a good idea. Mm-hmm. So I just hold the scissors and I thought about it. And I was like, well, I'm just going to rest the scissors up against my head. And then what if I snip? What if I snip? So I, I created this reality where it was an accident. So if my if my if my mom got mad, which she did, it was I didn't I didn't know I it was a it was a, a mistake. Uh, so so that was one. The other one that I thought of was me and uh, a friend of mine, um, neighbor of mine, had a cat, and we didn't have a cat. We were a dog family, um, and uh, we started playing the, the cat. We were kids. The cat didn't like us because we were kids and we were, you know, grabbing and pulling tails and shit. Uh, and the cat was hiding under a bookshelf. And so me and my friend started playing a game where we would stick our hand under the shelf and try and pull it out before the cat scratched us. Uh, and I lost that game. And oh. uh, and what's funny about both of the stories is that now I, I do cut my hair. I'm the, I don't go to it, but I cut my own because it's – look at it. It's simple. Um and I have a cat, so so uh, the, the moral of the story is we can recover from these things. I think is yeah. the moral of all three of our stories. Mm-hmm. I'm doing very well these days. <laughs> I just want to make that clear. DJ, have you seen the TikTok trend? And I, I, as I said that, I feel like the answer is no because I can't think of all the years that we've been friends. Have you ever say, mentioned TikTok ever? Yes, there is a, a TikTok. Yep, yeah. accurate. There is a TikTok trend where like people pretend they slip and fall into something. Mm-hmm. So it will be like, um, wasn't trying to eat dessert, but then, and then they like stumble over themselves, knock down the bag of Oreos, start do the Oreos fall. Into <laughs> yeah, yeah, mouth. yeah, yeah. That's you with the scissors. And if you ever become a TikTok star, there it give is. me credit when you make that video. Well, You're what's welcome. funny about it, looking back on it as an adult, is I was alone. 
So I could have just lied to my mom, but because of the way my brain works, I was like, no, I need to lie to myself first. I need yeah. to trick myself into thinking this <laughs> mm-hmm. is okay. <laughs> yeah, the ultimate uh, con. Yeah. So anyway, whatever. Um, before we get into our main topic about uh, Uncharted and video game movies, we want to do a little bit of news. Last week was the Super Bowl. Um, I think I can mention that on air. Who the fuck knows? Anyway, it was. That's the thing that happened. And uh, there was a trailer, a new Doctor Strange trailer for the Multiverse of Madness. Tim, did you get a chance to watch this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I want to say, didn't I you do a the... video covering it for, for Kind of oh, Funny? Oh, yeah. yeah we, okay. did, we, did a, we did a live trailer reaction on Kind of Funny that is an hour long. Oh, so, yeah, my we, God. We looked at it. We watched it frame by frame, went really into it. We, we nerd out on so, that type So, of stuff, Cliff so. Notes, what did I miss? <laughs> <laughs> because oh. I just watched it twice. I was like, cool. And then I moved on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's a whole lot in it. Like, it's the type of trailer that I feel like the, the deeper you kind of go and the more uh, frames you look at, you kind of really start to get the, the movie not spoiled for you, but revealed a lot. Like, it's definitely uh, yeah. one of those trailers that has a lot of misdirection in it, potentially. But I do think that the the plot's starting to come together. So I'm, I'm kind of trying to hold back saying anything because I don't want to ruin the experience for anyone. If you want to be truly fo- spoiled, go watch our live reaction. We really get into it but um there's a lot of fun cameos in there like obviously the big one that we can't talk about professor x right like that is absolutely huge what does that mean for the mcu and for the the old x-men movies which iteration of professor x is this i have a theory that it is actually the professor x from the 90s x-men animated show Oh, because snap. Marvel Studios announced that X-Men 97 is coming out in 2023. Yeah. So that is a Marvel Studios project. So if they're going to be that connected, maybe this is a different Professor X than we assume he is. And in the Doctor Strange trailer, you see them falling through an animated world for just a couple frames. So yeah. um, there's there's some evidence there. We'll see. I would love that the because the way we see it, it's an over the shoulder of Strange when we hear the voice. I love that the reverse shot and it's just animated Professor X, <laughs> like yeah. a bunch of live action people on the on the panel, but then like this one cartoon character like Spider Ham sitting there. <laughs> yeah, who voices him awesome. in the animated series? You know. I do not know. Yeah, I don't know either off the top of my head. It's definitely not. That was pre-Patrick Stewart when that oh, was. Yeah. Not, obviously, he was working, but they weren't. The 90, X-Men 97 <laughs> cartoon wasn't uh, uh, paying Patrick Stewart money for the voice acting there. Yeah. And I mean, like, I, I don't. It's not going to be animated, but he, I think that uh, it's going to be Patrick Stewart as, as the animated variant. Yeah, of, that's um, what he represents. Fans. That's the timeline yeah. he represents. What yeah. What were your What were your feelings on the trip? Beyond the speculation and the – how did, how did the – how did it make you feel? Um, I'm really excited that we're actually getting some horror in the MCU. I think yeah. that it's it's like the MCU is at its strongest that uh, was kind of introduced in phase three, where we're starting to see different genres really kind of uh, take hold. And yeah. it started a little in phase two with things like Winter Soldier going really into that kind of spy thriller. Like, let's do something different, not just superhero origin stories. The same thing, copy and paste over and over yeah. uh, and getting into things like Ragnarok being a little bit more buddy comedy uh, type type movies. I, I think that uh, this really kind of leaning into that Sam Raimi horror vibe, I think is a, a really smart call. I'm interested with the amount of influx development this movie had of Scott Derrickson directing it, but then leaving. And then now it's Raimi coming in. It was supposed to be coming out before no way home. Now it's coming out after no way home. Like yeah. that there's a lot of stuff going on right now that I think is going to be uh, kind of complicated to, to deal with. I mean, even, you know, with uh, Wanda being, one of the co-leads of the movie. Yeah. And you got to imagine they didn't want WandaVision. They didn't plan for WandaVision to come out two years, two and a half years before yeah. uh, this movie comes out. So that's going to be, there's a lot for them to, to kind of grapple with and explain to audiences. But I think 
the what we see in the trailer um is very exciting and um i i definitely know that i can't wait for it roxy what about you how are you feeling about this trailer dj tim let's mm-hmm. talk mm-hmm. well i have never i have ne- i feel like i am being gaslit by everybody i hate this character i hate dr strange so much I don't want to watch him on screen every anymore. I thought this trailer was so lackluster. First of all, I missed half the stuff when I first watched it because I was watching it at a very noisy bar in the desert. <laughs> and I didn't I didn't even know when my brother texted me and he was like, what? You hear that voiceover cameo? I was like, what the fuck's he talking about? Yeah. Didn't, didn't know till I got home. But then when I got home and rewatched the trailer a good five times, as any nerd kid does, uh, or if you're Tim for the rest of your life a million times. Mm-hmm. I I just, I don't get it. He moves funny. He bothers me. I'm not endeared by him at all. Wanda's my favorite character in the MCU. Doctor Strange is my least favorite. And I feel like instead of her bringing him up, he's going to bring her down. I'm very <laughs> confused by the aspect that this was supposed to come out prior, as, as you just mentioned, prior to Spidey, because how would that happen? Well, I think you bring up something interesting, Roxy, because I I tweeted about how like I thought I thought uh, Wanda's line, and of course, who knows what the context is, but she was like, "Hey, you break the rules, and everybody loves you, and I break the rules, and they're mad." And like Wanda, he's broken the rules to try and save reality. You kidnapped an entire zip code. That's not the same. But we don't know the context. But what was funny is all the people responding to it. Everybody assumed she was referring to a different thing Doctor Strange did, and so it's like that that is something we'll have to discover when we watch the movie. Is what exactly is she referring to referring to yeah completely completely well, i mean they, they, real quick roxy what, tim you raised your hand you raised your hand tim what, what you... I, I i just oh. was mad to say that yeah like i i think that this is the type of misdirection i mean okay i'm going a little Good. further into my theories on this but like i think it's safe to assume that wanda is the bad guy in this movie and i think that she is going to end up being the main villain of yeah. this film and that is I, such fucking I am so pissed at that. Why are they doing that? It's such a bad decision. Why are they making... And then if that's what they're doing, that's what they're showing us in the trailer with her, her being like, I'm the bad guy. You're the good guy. They're just going to hand us that in the well, trailer? I, I think it's like what they're hinting at of why... What she's talking about, I don't think is the Westview stuff. I think that she is referring to what she's doing in this movie uh, yeah. that is causing the problems, which I imagine is her hunting for her kids through yeah. different realities. And I think that that is what she's going to be talking to Strange about and being like, hey, when you fuck with multiverse stuff, it's okay. But when I do it, it's a problem. Like, I don't think it's talking about the Westview stuff because I agree with you. Like, if that's the case, that's a really fucking weird line because mm-hmm. it's like, that very different things, man. You yeah. held a lot of people hostage. Like, that is <laughs> fucked up. That yeah. is one of, if not the worst thing we've seen in the MCU so far. And she just walked away. Yeah. Flew away, I guess. She's just like, you know bye. Super well. Uh, what worked really well for audiences everywhere is when they fell in love with this character with light, light white hair and and uh, uh, dragon named Daenerys, and they were like, "Wow, this is our hero. We love her. She's our favorite character on the show." And then they were like, "Actually, she's the villain. Fuck everybody. Burn the place down. Cra- women are crazy. Do you know women I, be crazy?" I do think that the, the, how they handle Wanda is it, it's a tricky. It's a tricky proposition. Because if you just make her the villain, you've got to do a good job justifying that. If you if you're like if you hand wave it and know like no she's got a point, it's like uh, does she? Does she? And, and I think it does make me nervous because 
the the MCU has not done a good job holding its characters accountable. Like they want the stakes. Like they want all the scenes in WandaVision where people come like snap out of for a minute and are like, this is a nightmare for Amy. And so you're like, oh shit, this is real. And then Tim, like you said, at the end, Wanda just leaves. And it's like, well, but, uh, she needs to be held accountable for, for, for all this stuff. And they haven't, uh, going all the way back to Iron Man creating Ultron, they don't have an ex- exactly a great track record for like, I don't know. Or just following up with this stuff. So, so it, it's, it's, I don't know that I fully agree with that. I mean, there was a whole movie called civil war that is holding him accountable. Well, And the difference between, I will say the difference <laughs> between the line in the trailer and civil war is that Tony is like, Oh, I fucked up and I should do something about it. You know what I mean? Or as opposed to like, why are people mad at me? And, uh, uh, so we'll see. I think, I think, I think, uh, uh, we'll see. Um, uh, I am also interested to see how they incorporate, the ex folk into this. I I am of the opinion. Don't listen. It's mutants. Just there were there there were mutants. We didn't know, and now we know, and now there are mutants. I don't need multiverse shenanigans. Like, well, now Patrick Stewart is the Professor X of our universe. Like, it's the same thing that they're doing with Flash. It's like Michael Keaton's our Batman now. I'm like, I, that seems too complicated. Which is yeah. why is Michael Keaton your Batman? I love Michael Keaton, but why is he your Batman? Thing is, DJ too. Like, if it's complicated for you, yeah. Imagine being a 12-year-old kid going to the movies and trying to piece this together. No. You didn't see WandaVision. You, maybe you missed the Spidey movie or one of the few or whatever. Maybe that you're going here and you're seeing this. Like, There's just no entry point, and that's okay. Uh, luckily, because my expectations are so low, I'm hoping that I'm, I'm whisked off my feet, and it's actually amazing. But, Tim, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Going back to the Wanda thing, are you? do you think she's going to – then redeem herself at the end like she's the villain and then she's back to good or you think we lose wanda forever so i'm with you where just to put it out there like wanda is one of my favorite characters of the comics just period like i i absolutely love her um i think that we're in a weird place with the movies and shows because of the pandemic i think obviously things would have been different i think that we still haven't seen uh the fruits of the labor of figuring out production during this time period kind of being settled so the end of wandavision I think undeniably is not what they had planned. And I think that that really is the weakest point of that show. I loved that show. And then the end, I was kind of like, huh, all right, that's kind of weird. I don't think it was horrible, but I do think that the choices they made and the way they presented it weren't the strongest. Um, And I think that that continued on through a couple of different projects. I think we're now in this weird place where this movie is still doing reshoots to this day uh, for a movie that comes out in just a couple months to kind of like figure this all out and it's placement, no way home, Loki, WandaVision, all of the, and what if all dealing with multiverse stuff in slightly different ways, I think is the weakest the MCU has been so far in, in making sense and like yeah. being consistent. Like the fact that one show is talking about nexus points and another show is talking about absolute points and they're not the same thing, but they kind of are in reference to the same idea and variants really, really... aren't necessarily multiverse but like what are variants in all this yeah exactly DJ, you always come back to that what are variants? <laughs> what the fuck are variants <laughs> yeah yeah and like you know i feel like i have what my head canon is that i think that kevin feige and them are kind of like looking at it but it's messy right now to, to say the least so yeah. To, to go back and answer your question, Roxy, of what they're doing with uh, Wanda, I, I think they're going to make it the villain. I do think they're going to make it make sense. I don't think it's going to be like, oh, this woman's crazy. Like, I think that they're that 
it's going to make sense with the dark hold with all the dark magic stuff that they introduced in wandavision that is going to be in this we see dr strange messing with that book the same book that the post credits of wandavision that she was kind of like hearing the voice of her children like yeah. i and you see in this trailer like her fingers are, are black in the same way agatha's were in in wandavision so it's like she's getting corrupted by this magic so i think that wanda as a as a human and as a character is still redeemable i think the scarlet witch is not going to be redeemable and i think okay. that 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 is going to it's going to end really badly for wanda i don't think they end up killing her in the movie but i would not be surprised if she ends up out of the game for a while They're depending gonna, on how they they go retired i don't know about retired but well i don't know i don't know they're gonna set up wandavision season two um, well, agatha, agatha explains it all it, yeah it, agatha, agatha explains, explains it all, all. <laughs> um so those are our thoughts on dr strange we're gonna go to a quick ad break and we will be back to talk about uncharted if you're an athlete you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. We're back. So for those at home, this uh, the weekend of this recording, the new Uncharted movie starring Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. Oh my goodness, um, is is hitting at a cineplex near you. Roxy was unable to see it. Tim and I have seen it. <laughs> uh, I'm excited to talk to you about this. Yeah, yeah. So so Tim and I talked a little bit about it uh, at the top. Um, I will say that it is fine uh i will say i think for me the best parts are um tom holland and mark Wahlberg. their chemistry in parts that they are absolutely the wrong casting for they're just it's just they're not right for these particular roles um and uh the final action sequence it was the first time that the movie felt like it gave a shit about the story it was telling like it felt like it felt like watching the cutscenes of a video game where somebody skipped over the gameplay. We're like, how are we going to solve this pu- puzzle? Cut to, is it this thing? Press the button. The door opens. There it is. It's like, okay, cool. I, I, I Cool, I guess. I don't fucking know. Tim, what were your thoughts on the movie? Yeah, you know, I'm kind of in line with you. We gave it a three out of five, which on our scale is okay. And yeah. I think that that's pretty good for an Uncharted movie, especially one with as horrific horrific ugh, horrific of a development cycle as this one did i mean it, yeah. it's been in development since like 2009 multiple directors coming in and out and it ended up being directed by the guy that directed venom so it's not necessarily <laughs> something that uh people were were really like hopeful for especially when it's like okay tom holland is drake not necessarily the worst casting but why are you making drake young like that yeah. doesn't really make sense oh mark Wahlberg is sully oh that's that's wrong. That's bad. <laughs> that's that's a video game movie decision. So all of that going in, I was like, ah, oh, there's no chance this is going to be great, but I just hope it's not offensively bad. And I yeah. think that the the two biggest compliments I can give the, the three biggest compliments I can give the movie. One is it doesn't do anything that made me roll my eyes. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm very impressed by that because yeah. I thought it was going to be like a lot of that. Two is we all left the, I went with about seven people and we all left the theater oh, being like, yeah. I'm kind of excited to see a sequel, mm-hmm. which is crazy because like yeah. 
I would have never thought that'd be the case going in. And then the third thing is uh, the, to what you're saying about that last action set piece. Uh, the movie is kind of a greatest hits of the four Uncharted games, four and a half Uncharted games with yeah. this legacy. Um, just kind of in terms of like, let's just recreate set pieces from the games in movie form. Yeah. And I think they do all of those well, but I think that's why uh, what you were saying of like, it kind of just feels like watching the cutscenes is because we've seen that before. Yeah. We've experienced that before. But the last set piece was unique to the movie, but it felt like the games. Yeah, I it think felt that like that it was, is the. It was big, it was fun, it was playful mm-hmm. for Roxy, since you don't know, basically, oh, and here's my dog. She's saying hi. Hey. This is Winona. Everybody say hi, Winona. Um, hi, uh, basically they stumble across these like old pirate ships that the bad guys are trying to helicopter out and so there's basically oh, a big just like the game with the part with the yeah, bag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so there's a big action scene between the two ships in the middle of the air and it's like oh this is this is fun yeah. well what's interesting about the tom holland and the mark Wahlberg of it all is is going in i was like okay so the 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 pitch that they're going with is that they're younger except mm-hmm. that nobody i guess nobody told the writers of the script because the script just chugs along as if this is the Nate and Sully, you know, like Mark Wahlberg's running through the movie like, oh, I'm old. My ankles hurt. And it's like, you're Mark fucking Wahlberg. I mean, I know you're like 50, but you're fucking you're Mark Wahlberg. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, this doesn't fit the person I'm looking at. And then um, we we it doesn't in media res like Nate's in, in trouble flashback 15 years to an actor that looks the same age as tom holland it's, it's like, a little distracting yeah <laughs> how old is tom holland supposed to be he literally i just saw him three months ago playing a high schooler in yeah. spider-man no way home and now you're trying to convince me that this kid that looks like maybe two years younger is supposed to be 15 years <laughs> what's happening tom holland in this movie is supposed to be i think 26 sure uh yeah, yeah. which I is mean- it's just hard because Tom Holland looks like a baby. But yeah, like- <laughs> just, and then, which again, like he is 26, but but then you need to either cast like in the fa- either ditch the flashback entirely or like cast a younger actor. It's just it's just weird that they. It seems like they didn't once they decided okay, Mark Wahlberg, Tom Holland, that they didn't do like another pass to make it fit to change it to fit those actors better. They're like, nah, this is good enough. We'll just we'll just we'll just roll with this. Yeah, the oh, the, the flashback stuff was uh some of the weaker points in the movie for sure. And that's the thing is like it's just okay at the end of the day. Like I don't think that it, it's really even that great. And I think that it's Uncharted specifically is in a complicated situation because it is a movie based on a game that for all intents and purposes was trying to be an interactive movie, like more so than most gameplay focused video games, like a Mario or a Zelda or whatever. Yeah. Uncharted from its inception was essentially, Hey, we want you to play an action movie. Yep. We want you to play an Indiana Jones. And with that comes a lot of things that make the game special. Like, it, what makes Uncharted special is not the narrative. It's not the plot. It's the characters. And it's mm-hmm. not just the characters in terms of their relationships to each other. It's the characters in terms of the relationship to you, the player, yeah. where you were playing a 30-hour game, a 10, 15-hour game with these characters where it's not just the lines of dialogue that matter. It's when you're running through a corridor and hearing Nathan Drake just be like, oh, shit, oh. Like, it's all yeah. little ad-libs and, like, the little quiet moments that you get that really kind of add up to, to making Sully and Nate mean anything to us. Yeah. So translating that back to a film is very difficult because then at the end of the day, Uncharted's just a bad Indiana Jones. So it's like... <laughs> What's the point? Like, what what even is the goal of adapting it? Like, what is the success rate? And I think that this movie actually accomplished that level of success of it makes sense start to end. You don't need to know the video game at all. And if you didn't know it was based on a video game, it wouldn't 
you you're not losing a single thing. There's one cameo that that yeah. happens that even if you don't know, there's enough context that you're like, okay, I get that. I just don't know what this. Yeah, is. Yeah, I get that. This is clearly somebody from the game that is a cameo that I'm supposed to know. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, I love that. Something like that happened to me. I'm like, oh fuck, what does that mean in the context of? I like, I know that it's it's the actor yeah. that plays Nate Drake, but like within the context of the universe, like what the what the fuck has this guy been up to anyway? We have some questions from the Discord. Um, uh, and I think you just answered this one, Tim. Uh, is it as fun and adventurous as the trailers made it out to be from Leonard Kim? Oh, yeah. If the trailer excites you, this is the movie for you. Yeah, if yeah, the yeah. trailer angered you, this is not the movie for you at all. Like, I mean, the thing is, you're not going to get the exact same game experience in movie form. Yeah. You're going to get close to it, though, with just a couple weird variations here and there that aren't all bad variations some of the things i think actually really work the the plot itself i think is a lot simpler than some of the games in a good way i think yeah. the games mostly outstay their welcome and have one too many MacGuffins and one too many well we got this thing this is the key to that thing and there's a map and then this thing goes there and now we're over here it's like there's just way too much because it's a video game that needs to span yep. 30 hours as opposed to two hours i like how straightforward this was there is no c plot in this movie yeah like debatably the brother flashback stuff but yeah. i would even argue that is kind of just peppering in for nathan drake's character for the a plot so yeah. um overall i thought it was it was a fun time but uh nothing special uh danny asks is tom holland a bona fide action star after uncharted I mean, I don't think after Uncharted, yeah. I think after Spider-Man, uh, definitely. But it is it is hard to to watch it and not think Peter Parker. You know, yeah. it's like it's 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 very difficult. I don't know that that's necessarily a bad thing, but uh, it, it can be distracting. And especially when he's playing a character that we know, like mm-hmm. we know Nathan Drake, we know Nolan North's depiction of that character. And it's not that you're like, you're Spider-Man. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So that can get kind of weird, but I wonder if it was a brand new character, if we'd have that same type of like touchstone. Well, 100%. I do think Tom Holland really uh, commits himself to the role. There's a few stunts that look like either, you know, they did a good job CGIing his face onto a stunt person or like he did, he did it. Um, And so I was, I was impressed with that stuff again. Like, I think like it's not his fault that he's just not right not just for Nathan Drake, but for the way they wrote Nathan Drake in this movie. Like, uh, uh, I think that they should have done another pass on the script with him in mind. But, um, uh, I do think he, he really commits to the action beats and, um, uh, uh, shocker. He's good on camera. Uh, so, uh, he's fun to watch on camera. So I, you know, it'd be interesting to see if this is the beginning of him branching out more or if he struggles to get out from under the Peter Parker of it all. Well, you, you bring up the, go 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 Roxy. You mentioned a couple of times, DJ, that you don't think he was right. And a lot of people are talking about how Mark Wahlberg wasn't right. But I haven't heard as much about Tom Holland. Other than his age, why do you feel as if he's so wrong for the character? Uh, I think because, and Tim, I'll be interested to hear your thoughts on this. Because, um, again, one, they're, 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 they're writing him as if, I would say they're writing him as if he's early 30s. Like you said, he's 26, so maybe late 20s. Um, but he's still got that kind of like youthful, like, I'm just out of high school kind of like energy. Um, and beyond that, beyond the movie itself, I think part of the appeal, I mean, yeah, it's like Indiana Jones, the game, Nathan Drake's a little bit weathered. Like he's a little bit like, he's a little bit worn. And so, uh, Tom Holland's just too fresh, fresh faced to capture what makes Nathan Drake, like an interesting character, like is, is that he's done the shit and that, and, and even in the, um, 
in the movie himself like it's he's kind of been living on his own he's been working as he's been doing pickpocket stuff like it's just a little bit more like maybe if he i don't know if tom holland can but if he could have grown a little bit of just a little bit of stubble i don't know <laughs> what, what do you think tim yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't disagree with anything you're saying. I, I think that he actually does a really good job as Nathan Drake. It's just not the Nathan Drake that I'd prefer to see. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is this is very much a greatest hits of the games. Like yeah. there are the four core games and there are elements of all four games in this movie. And the flashback scene of the young Nate where he really kind of meets Sully and all that stuff. That's like part of the third game yeah. and i feel like them starting with that and and, and doing it here means that we're getting a, a a nate that's not whether it doesn't have this experience we're kind of seeing it for the first time and i just don't think that that's the best place to start like ironically like the beginning is not the best place to start with yeah. this but what i do think is that he did a good job kind of building the foundation of what will become that character so like again i said we're all kind of excited to see a sequel the way that this movie kind of builds i don't want to spoil anything but i totally understand exactly where they can go with the next movie and that's really exciting to me because i think it can be a bit more of a direct adaptation to what we've had before that is the nathan drake i want to see doing the things i want to do with the crew that i wanted to do it with you know we will see roxy do you have any interest have we uh, what are your thoughts on our thoughts on uncharted (laughs) uh it's it's always a tough sell when a movie is mediocre to be like I want to go see that. <laughs> uh, I almost would rather see a movie that's a stinker because I actually sometimes like those. Anything that is something that people are like having an extreme reaction to, I feel like you can go one way or the other. I'm definitely going to see this at some point because this is what I do for a living. Mm-hmm. So I I will go and I'll sack up and I'll see it. But I'm not looking forward to it, and I wasn't looking forward to it much after the trailer. I am a Boston girl, though, so in Marky Mark, we trust, and uh, I'll, I'll get my ass to the theater at some You're, point. You get some Marky Mark in this, and mm-hmm. like that's for better or worse. I also yeah. happen to, to enjoy watching him on screen. Do I want him to be Sully? No. But well, hey, and him and Tom Holland have good chemistry together, especially once you get into that final sequence where it's like, oh, yeah, these, these, these two, this, they click. Mm-hmm. And yeah. at the end of the day, even if you don't want him to be in it, it's still fucking Mark Wahlberg. Like you don't yeah. it's not like watching paint dry. He's always interesting on screen. So Bumbling I'm, around. I'll, I'll I'll check it out, but I'm not I'm definitely not sold. Yeah, but, I I will say, actually, like, I, I agree with you that I would prefer a movie to, like, be bad and be fun to watch because it's bad than to yeah. just kind of be, like, mediocre. I, I do think that this, it it is a little bit more than that. Like, I, I think that it's, again, there's there's nothing bad about it, and it is enjoyable, and it's less than two hours, and it breezes by. I was engaged the entire time, and there, I, I feel like it's better than even what we're we're saying kind of gives it credit for i'm just saying it's not worth rushing out to watch in a theater but like i think you're going to enjoy it like it's an enjoyable movie i will say god bless the sony execs between like this and the venoms of the world where they're like yeah this doesn't need to be more than two hours (laughs) yeah i mean that is true but like i you know venom 2 specifically was an hour and a half and that felt like five hours and was was that was that's an example of it's bad and it's not even fun to watch bad you know oh you and i are on different pages my oh friend. wow okay okay <laughs> gauntlet's thrown are awesome gauntlet's thrown well listen tune into spider versity sal and i talk about them um uh we're gonna go into another quick ad break and then we'll be back to talk about video game movies in general 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, we are back. And Tim, I'm very excited to have you here today, not just to talk about Uncharted, but to talk about, I figured Uncharted is a good jumping off point to talk about video game movies in general. And uh, why why they're so bad? We actually have a question here from uh, Mary. Why are video game movies inherently so bad as something lost in translation? I wonder if it is because we are usually the character in said video games and watching another character essentially play us does not cov- cross over so well. So the t- talking about why why has hollywood struggled with video game movies i want to know your thoughts on this i mean there's there's a lot of factors i I think that off the top i want to say that i think that we need to start admitting that video game movies aren't bad anymore like when we you look at the last couple years it's like it's not what it used to be like we are hitting a point that i we haven't had our iron man yet admittedly like we, we we aren't there we haven't gotten to the avengers we haven't had this moment where it's like okay cool there's a understanding of how these movies are supposed to be made and we definitely haven't had our dark night right mm-hmm. but we are way past the the, the daredevils of the world mm-hmm. right and the electras of the world the catwomans of the world that we used to get with things like the mario brothers movie or doom um or uh, any of the yui bowl movies that we used to get in the yeah. early 2000s like when you start to look at what we got recently i mean we just talked about uncharted and like uncharted is it's it's definitely not in the same league as anything i just said yeah. um in addition to that things like detective pikachu things like sonic the hedgehog yeah. like these are good movies they're at the very least fine they are not these like the when people say oh video game movies like you're not talking about those you know and i think that we're starting to get to a point that um it is more likely than not that we're going to get uh sonic the hedgehog as opposed to uh doom and especially when you start looking at things like tv shows as well like we have the witcher that at least season one everyone was really into i don't know about season two yeah um i like Okay, great. Yeah. yeah, like there's that. The Cuphead show just came out. Um, Arcane, the League of Legends uh, show on, on Netflix is like getting 10 out of 10s from everybody. Like Castlevania show was a, really solid. Castlevania was fantastic. Like yeah. I think that we're, we're finally hitting a point that that we saw uh, with a lot of uh, IP from the 80s and 90s with things like Ninja Turtles where cool or like Transformers or, or that type of stuff where kids grew up with it in the 80s and 90s that and people were making them to sell toys. Yeah. But then all of a sudden in the 2000s, people started making these shows based on these characters because they love the characters, not to sell toys. Yeah. You know, and we started getting some some better things like the more recent Ninja Turtle cartoons and some of the Transformers cartoons. I'm not talking about the movies. Um, but like you just see people actually care about what they're doing like the ducktales reboot like all yeah. that type of stuff right it's made by people that, that grew up giving a shit and i think we're starting to see that with video games uh where these the directors are, are doing it because they actually love what the game is and what that experience is um and it, it's when people are trying to chase that comic book cinematic universe high the franchise high yeah. that's when i start to see them them fail but i think that's getting less and less frequent as we go on roxy for somebody i know you're an expert gamer you're a pro gamer but if you were to tap into the concept of somebody that maybe is not as into video games what what would that person's thoughts be on on video game movies as an outsider perspective 
Well, I do think it's interesting because, of course, what you just said, Tim, is true that everybody starts the conversation off with like, video game movies are trash. They're suck. They're awful. There's never been a good one. And while that might be a hyperbolic speech and there, there's not never been a decent one, I think that movies in general, and I might get crucified for the statement, but movies in general have gotten better. Absolutely. Like, and, and I don't mean better like, okay, maybe we're not putting out Citizen Kane and Wizard of Oz right now, but it, they're more tolerable to watch bad movies because they still look fucking awesome. So even at like the very worst, when you're going to see a video game, especially if it's a big budget one, as most of them are at least a medium sized budget one, it's like, this looks fucking cool. And if you're like me and that's kind of enough for you sometimes, then you're right. A lot of the video game movies are decent to good. But when you're comparing them to other caliber of movies that have continued to like up their caliber a, a, a ton, as opposed to video game movies, which is just like, visually look better and like maybe the storytelling is slightly better i think that it's challenging and the reason is and we uh, this is not you know i'm not the first to say this i'm probably not the five millionth to say this but i don't think as a professional gamer that you it translates very well to the movie screen i think it translates a lot better to television because of the way that stories are being told so i think that's something that we've already decided and then yet we still kind of just like throw spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks and hope that the biggest video games become really cool other things uh and and i don't know that that's the right move i i also think that like going the other way around might work better it's easier to expand on something than to to shrink it down so like you if you have what hours of a video game it's it's harder to eliminate and shrink that down than it is to take a movie and expand on it and make it into a video. Well, I, I do think that's something that struggle the the new Mortal Kombat struggled with, where it's like, uh, I guess because of magic, this guy's a cyborg now, and it's like, wait, wait, what the what the fuck? <laughs> um, you don't have time to explain anything. Yeah, but um, uh, going taking that thought. Uh, and going back to something you mentioned, Tim, with the idea that we have not gotten our Dark Knight or our Iron Man, our thing, our, our kind of like um, that that mainstreaming quality of like, wow, this is part of our thing now. What what property do you think is most, most primed to do that? Or conversely, what do you think we would need to do to be able to achieve that with video game movies, to get our Iron Man or our Dark Knight? It's it's rough because I don't think that video games and, and superheroes are are equal in terms of like being the well, same even like starting yeah, like one's a right? medium and one's a genre like well, i guess exactly. the comics are a medium but superheroes but within superheroes that is a genre yeah, yeah 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 so i think that like, like even that it's, it's kind of a faulty premise there but i i don't know that we're ever necessarily going to get it and i know that this is kind of twisting it because it's not a movie it's a show but i think all eyes are on the last of us uh, yeah. being made by hbo uh that i do think is going to be a breakout moment of holy shit like this it could be the last uh, the dark night of yeah video game content and again it's a tv show so it's different but they seem to be doing it right they're working with neil Druckmann, the creators of the franchise the writers he's directing episodes like he is going to make sure that everything that actually matters from the games is translated to the the tv medium so i think that is like a, a huge starting point it just gets rough because there's the push and pull of what would make a good movie 
and what gamers want to see from the property. And I don't think that those are the same thing. And I think until we get over that, we're never really going to get something that's truly great and special because we're going to get a lot of either weirdly pandering Easter eggy type stuff that take moviegoers out of the experience or not enough references and um, authenticity to the game that the gamers are like, why the fuck are you calling this Uncharted if it has nothing to do with what Uncharted is, right? So that's kind of the, the push and pull. And here's a good example. We had what was it, seven, eight Resident Evil movies that had (laughs) barely anything to do with the Resident Evil game. Sure, they're zombies. Sure, they would call certain characters certain names, but, like, that was not Resident Evil. And then last year, in September, we got Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. Have you guys seen this movie? I've not yet. I plead the fifth because one of my closest friends directed it, so... Tread lightly, my dear. <laughs> I mean, well, like, I'm just going to keep it completely real. I was extremely excited for this movie, and I didn't have been having a great time watching the movie, despite it being very, very bad. And the reason is, it was a direct video game adaptation. Yeah. He, they delivered exactly what all the gamers have been asking for. Like, earlier, DJ, you were talking about, like, the Uncharted puzzles, where it's skipping the gameplay and getting the cutscenes. This movie did not skip the gameplay. <laughs> they showed people figuring out the very Resident Evil-ass puzzles, and like it was authentic as all hell yeah made some turns here and there and they have to because it's a movie in a different format but like they committed and that's not the answer mm-hmm. and <laughs> i think that that's a, i think it's an important moment and an important important step in video game movie history to look at it and i don't think enough people even saw it to to, to know this but it's like they did the thing that the comment section has been ask, asking for and it was not the right choice so what a video game movie needs to do to hit that next level, I don't know. And I don't know that we even need to be looking at it that way. Because uh, I do think there are things that are, are video game movie, like there's elements of them, like things like Scott Pilgrim, right? That yeah. people look at. That movie has a lot of issues on its own for different reasons. But like in terms of incorporating video game culture and lifestyle, I think that is is the closest we're really going to get to like the really high quality types of video game movies. Because otherwise, what is a video game movie? Like it's... It, at the point that video games are at now that so many of them are so cinematic and can rival movies in terms of visuals and what they're doing. Like why, why do we even need to have a video game movie necessarily as a genre? Cause again, it's not a genre. It's yeah. just a starting point. Well, and I think you're bringing up a really good point. Cause I, ju- I just finished um, uh, playing mass effect, the legendary edition. I played each game when they originally released, have a, have a great amount of affection for those games. So when they released the legendary edition, I got it. And I just, I just finished my, my replay of the campaign. And it's interesting that, you know, playing that game while watching stuff like Boba Fett, right. Mm-hmm. Um, that narrative on, on, on multiple levels is better than a lot of narratives we're getting in other mediums you know what i mean for the attention to detail and the way that the story plays out and so i think my instinct is kind of always like well then don't it's kind of like when they're like we're gonna do a live action avatar the last airbender it's like well don't do that because you're not there's literally no way it's going to be as good or better it's just you can't it's impossible um but that's not the world we live in we're a very ip centric we try to gobble up all the ips and I do think that that puts us in an interesting position because then my instinct is, okay, well then if you're doing the IP, then you, you, your focus should less be, it should be making the thing good. What makes a good movie? My, the question in your brain is what makes a good movie? What about this would make a good movie? And then you make the good movie. Cause the dark Knight, uh, again, 
it's a weird premise because one of the things that I think has benefited superhero medium is that there is not necessarily one definitive take on any yeah. of these characters. So you can kind of do whatever the fuck you want uh, to a degree. What were you going to say? Mean, no, that's, I mean, that's a really good point. I, I think that that's kind of a, uh, why I think that Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City is such a, uh, a key thing to bring up where, and it's very similar to Uncharted in a lot of ways. The difference is Uncharted is a movie based on a game based on Indiana Jones, whereas mm -hmm. Resident Evil Re Welcome to Raccoon City is a movie based on a game based on bad B D zombie things, yep. right? Like that's the entire premise. So inherently, I don't know that that could ever be good. No. And you start to, to level success and great success on, did it successfully adapt the thing that wasn't good to begin with? Resident Evil, fantastic video games. Yeah. Not a fantastic story. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not, not fantastic characters. Yeah. So making a good Resident Evil movie is almost a non-starter because it's like the entire premise is to make it a good two-hour movie that's telling the story with compelling characters it needs to not be Resident Evil. Well, and but I do think there's a, there's a there's an old saying that there's no bad uh, uh, characters, just just bad writers, and I, I think that applied to. Uh, I always associate it with Thor. I always thought saw Thor as like lame. <laughs> I always I thought Lord, Thor sucked, and then I I read the J. Michael Straczynski uh, run on the character. I was like, oh shit, this is really rad. Um, so I do think there's a way to tackle all this stuff that you can improve upon uh, the formula, but it's got to come from that place as opposed to the corporate IP place. And I do feel like I, I am concerned as a movie lover that we are in a place where we're kind of have a Stockholm syndrome with IPs where it's like, well, this story is trash. It's actually not told well, but it's a character I recognize and know, and they do cool things in it. So I'm going to go on Twitter and talk about how good it is. Even though from like a just a just a purely storytelling perspective, it's like, oh, actually, if this was not a character you recognized, you would acknowledge that this is actually kind of trash. So this is kind of this kind of sucks. Are you talking about Luke Skywalker right now? I'm not talking about Luke. I mean, I listen. Don't I, come I, to my I didn't come here for Luke Skywalker discourse. Okay, <laughs> I did not. I did not. Uh, I will listen. I all I'm going to say is the fact that it, it, the more audiences embrace deep faked. AI voiced uh, characters from their past, the closer we get to being uh, creative processes being replaced by AI, like AI written scripts, AI acted movies. <laughs> and so maybe it's in our best interest to like push back a little bit whenever the, the more we embrace C uh, deep fake Lou Skywalker, the closer we get to Marvel being like, here's deep fake Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther. And maybe that's not in our best interest is all I'm going to say. <laughs> Or maybe it is, maybe not in that specific case, but I will say this right now, and I'm going to continue to say this on every show I'm on because I don't have enough money to have a lawyer write this uh, as a tattoo on my body for everybody to see yet. Yes, I just said that sentence. I am willing to be the AI in any video once I die. Duplicate me, make me use fucking mops and whatever that fucking first one we saw was, where she was sweeping. Put me, I want to be James Dean. Do anything. I want to be in every movie once I die. It's the only way that I can live forever. So remember that. Uh, going back to the video game conversation, though, instead of just standing on my soapbox of AI, do you guys think that the percentage of people watching these movies, these video game movies, uh, is more than 50% people who played the game? What do you think, no. Tim? No, I don't think so. I mean, depending on, it depends on what 
what movie we're talking about. Like when we're talking about something like Sonic the Hedgehog, I think that, yeah, because Sonic the Hedgehog's been around for so long that at some point you've played a game. Yeah. You know even what I mean? I, even I did that. that. And that, and that's the thing is it's like, yeah, it's like some of the things we're talking about are we're, we're, we're talking, we're still in the era of the Spider-Man, Batman Wolverines, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're not getting into the guardians of the galaxy of video games yet. Yeah. So, so I think that there's a, that there's going to be a high percentage of people that are at the very least aware enough of what the game is whether or not they're active players of it i think is a different conversation but um i think that as we've seen things get a little bit more nerdy uh like things like warcraft a couple of years ago yeah. i think that 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 is an example of that probably got it goes back to what i was saying though where the movie is actively working against the gamer user base it's going for where it instead of making them happy it's upsetting them so i feel like there are more of them that aren't going to see the movie instead of see the movie because they're like, this is not the thing that I love. Whereas general audiences are like, oh, I've heard of Warcraft. I don't really know what's about. This movie will explain it to me. And it's a dumb action blockbuster, you know? Yeah. I, you know, and that's another, going back to the IP of it, it does feel like with certain certain user bases, um, uh, certain gamer audiences, the anime crowd, it's like the studio instinct is to gobble up IP. And it's like, yeah, but the, you do the IP because people recognize it. But, but the people that love this stuff never, it doesn't matter what you do. It seems like they, you're never happy. So I don't know. I don't know what we're trying to do here. Cause like well, every time Netflix trots out a new anime a- adaptation, it's like, they're just going to yell at you. Like, yeah. I don't know. What, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, it, it, that's a very good point. It's, it's really, it's kind of a, a you can't win situation, except the reality is you can win and there's a lot of money to be made and they're making the money. So it's like people can be upset. The gamers can be angry yet yeah. again. But at the end of the day, there's money being made. So Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and 3 and a Knuckles spinoff show are happening. God damn it. I'm gonna, they're going to make me watch that Knuckles show. It's probably not going to oh, be yeah. very good, but I'm going to fucking watch that shit because I love Knuckles. I saw your tweet about that, DJ. God damn I- it. I'm going to fucking watch that show. <laughs> I was giggling earlier, um, number one, because you brought up how Dr. Strange is going to be horror. So I started giggling. But number two, because you were um, talking about, oh, man, I went for my joke and then I forgot my real no. voice. <laughs> I fucking hate when that happens. What were you just what were you, saying? What were you I giggling about? What was I giggling about? IP. Tim said something. Mm, oh, mm. I remember. You said something like, why are they doing this? You got to think about video game adaptations and like, why are they trying to tell the story? And I started giggling to myself because like, we all know the answer to that. And the answer is money. Mm -hmm. And that's why sometimes this doesn't work because any big company, any studio, the reason the, at the core of it, why they're trying to tell this story is to make money. Yes. And so that's like just always going to be a problem because I'm not, Thing that's the truth about the artists or the directors or the or the people who take the role whatever anybody on set but why these movies these big video game movies are being made because they think it can make them money and so they're making whatever decision they think makes more money and that's and that doesn't make the best product studio heads are basically gamblers and they're placing their bets on whatever ip is it, uh, this this week it's uncharted uh uh all like it, halo yeah, okay like halo i mean we'll see okay. I mean, look, Halo uh, season one coming to Paramount Plus yep. next month, I think. And last week, they just greenlit season two. Why they greenlit season two before season one was because, even out? Because they've already because, invested in the sets, and so they need to get the return on their investment. <laughs> I, I don't think it's even that. I mean, I think that that definitely is, is part of it. Same but reason I, we're really out, they've already is, confirmed a Lord of the Rings season two. It, <laughs> yeah, I mean, both it's it's these streaming services. They want people to know there's longevity in the services, and yeah. they want people to know, hey, here's that IP you know, like, 
you this show is worth investing in because it's going to be around mm-hmm. you know and I, I think that it's a very anti-netflix uh way to look at things because netflix is canceling stuff left and right we've been talking about that for years right yeah. but we're seeing this new wave of the peacocks and the paramount plus is the oh it's cute guys it's cute you know <laughs> like what are y'all doing and they're all just like in this desperate rush to get people invested to their platform and subscribed and want to stick around and i i it's funny to me how many shows are being renewed for season two before they're even out and like i'm not saying halo is going to be good or bad yeah. but I, I do think it's very interesting. They're already greenlighting a season two, and I don't think it has anything to do with the quality of season no, one. No, I agree. And also, even if it did have to do with the quality of season one, I don't trust their opinion. <laughs> I, I don't I don't agree that like the execs that are watching it who are like, this is really good, that like, those are the people who should be the ones who are like, yep, that, we have our finger on the pulse. We know that the audience is going to like this. There's just no way. Do you guys know that the Lord of the Rings series is $465 million for the first season? Highest budgeted show of all time. Yeah. I knew highest budget, but. We'll see. Listen, that, that's, Bezos, that's Bezos has got money to burn. Million. Bezos like, has got money to burn. He's taking down bridges just so his boat can get out of dock. What could um, it look like? Like what? What does what does a half a billion dollars look like in a TV show? Baby, it's, it's a big old investment. Before we go, before we wrap up, what is a Tim? What is a video game adaptation that you're either looking forward to or that maybe we haven't announced that you'd like to see? Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say of all time what I want to shout out because I want to do that real quick. Oh, yeah, please. Please, please, please. The Dead or Alive movie from 2004, I want to say, is an absolute train wreck. It is god awful, but it is such a fun movie to watch and just like make fun of. The best thing it did was it it did what I was saying is adapting random ass video game bits that make the gamers go, whoa, they actually did it. But it's a fighting game. It's just like Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Right? People that don't know, Dead or Alive is a 1v1 fighting game with the health bars. Mm-hmm. They incorporated the health bars into the movie. They came up with a reason to give them like chips embedded in their bodies that would on computer screens make health bars come up. So when they got punched, it would go down. And I was like, this is fucking awesome. Horrible movie. And also, and also, Dead or, correct me if I'm wrong, but Dead or Alive, the big thing is like, do we have hot ladies in skimpy clothes? But That's basically mm-hmm. the plot of those games. That's all we need. <laughs> yeah. And a ninja. And a ninja. was there. um but sorry what was your actual question so that's the one you're shouting out what's one you're either is coming and you're looking forward to or is maybe hasn't been announced but you'd like to see a video game adaptation that you think would be like that uh, that's the one i mean the one is uh, a metroid movie like i feel like that actually could be something really special if they did it right make it really atmospheric very 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 little dialogue make it artsy as all hell and i think that could be cool that's not announced yet i'm excited for all the garbage we're about to get i love sonic the hedgehog i'm excited to see sonic 2 i'm excited to see sonic 3 i'm excited to see what mario ends up being at the end of the year oh my god who the fuck knows what that could be you know but with that um doubling down on what i would really love to see and I know this goes against a lot of what you were saying, DJ, about uh, us just fucking IP and all this stuff and how nonsense it all is. I would love a Nintendo Cinematic Universe, and I'd love to start building it up to eventually get a Super Smash, Smash Brothers, Brothers movie. Yeah, Come same, on. same, same. Smash Mouth? Me too, yeah, yeah. Smash Mouth, let's go. <laughs> hey, now. I think they could do a really dope, you know, uh, a Star Fox movie. I mean, I think all of them, if you had the right, if you again, if you had the right take but that's the other thing is is and that's kind of like the golden era of going back to the superhero movie comparison where like you had to have a take like it mm-hmm. wasn't just like well we can just squeeze this out and it's going to make us money like no for a spider-man movie to work we're gonna to have to have like a perspective on it that works anyway roxy yeah shout out to a video game movie you love 
What's one that, and, and what's a video game movie or show that you'd like to see? Um, I want to see a Peach and Daisy friendship show. I love that idea. I think that's a really good idea. <laughs> oh, that's what I want. Uh, I I actually loved um, uh, Sonic than the original design. So I don't <laughs> holy shit. Trust my opinion. You want you want the what the original design cut? Do you want the air cut of the Sonic movie? Release the original design cut for the real fans. God damn it! God damn it! Uh, so oh, for me, I just watched him lose all respect for me. It's like drained from his face. Oh, I love it! I love that energy. Let's go! Shit! I'd like to shout out two two video game movies. One, I actually thought Detective Pikachu was like as a pretty smart way to tackle that franchise like just go away from like the gyms and stuff like that that's going to be too much for a movie listen we're just going to all you 90s kids we're just going to project you you're going to live in the pokemon world for about an hour and a half and this 90s kid enjoyed that tim were you going to say something i i yeah Yeah. i'm right there with you i can't believe that in my life we saw a live action pokemon movie with realistic pokemon there is so that is bright and neon and colorful and beautiful like Detective Pikachu is dope as fuck. Like yeah. for so many reasons. I don't. I don't think I saw it. What? I, I mean, it's I fine. Think, I, I don't think I saw it. Go, I, go I, see it. I think it is. I, I do think it actually would work for somebody that doesn't know the games because there's enough little details. It's just a cool world to be in. Like, and these little yeah. touches where they're just walking and there's Pokemon like dick around on like a light pole or something. It's just like, oh, I just want to live here. This seems yeah. great. You know, Detective Pikachu, Pikachu, though, reminds me a lot of what I was saying about Uncharted, where it's like, I am so excited for a sequel because where it ends gets us to a place where I'm like, oh, I totally see. Now they can give us what we actually want. Yeah. I just don't think we're ever going to actually get that. Yeah. When it's also like, I, I think there was a tweet going around of like maybe doing a show, just setting that world. It's like, you've got oh. the technology, you built the tech, like, oh. just do it. Just fucking go for it. I would fucking, I would love, love that so much, but I don't think it's going to happen. Here's the other one that I will always defend and understand I was a child when it was release but i actually do like the bob hoskins mario brothers movie dude the production design is incredible when you see the like futuristic city that they're in it's like what the actual hell but yeah the movie is well it's not a good adaptation of mario it doesn't capture what mario works but as a as a young child that this was my exposure like i was too young to watch blade runner is my exposure to that kind of like uh, cyberpunk dark gritty yep. gross sci-fi world that that is there was such a cool aesthetic and that was my mm-hmm. as a young person that was like my only access point to that type of aesthetic fucking cool and Dude, the guy I've turns never into met a dinosaur. another person i am so happy you're saying this because you're the first person i've ever heard agree with me that like the aesthetic of that movie is awesome it's blade runner for kids and as blade runner mm-hmm. if you can go into that movie as blade runner for kids it's kind of fucking cool like it just i get whatever you want a Mario movie out of your brain because it's not going to be that. And also Bob Hoskins and, and, and John, John Lizamo. Lizamo. Like, come on. They're fucking great. Like, fucking legends. Anyway, shout out to that. The uh, For something I'd like to see, I, it's t- the one I'm excited for that they've uh, they've announced that they're working on that I'm very interested to see is they're talking, and I don't know if I'll ever see the light of day, is a Disco Elysium show. And Disco mm-hmm. Elysium, for those that haven't played, it's fucking incredible. Like, it's fucking it's just an amazing game. Uh, I don't know that you could capture it in a show, but it does feel like you just mentioned like we don't have our Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like shit. If that sees the light of day, that could be that because I don't. I can't think of anything else quite like it. Um, again, as long as the the creators from the game are involved uh, uh, and and the the writing and the world, it's just something. If you guys haven't experienced it, I feel like Roxy, even you that doesn't have a lot of experience with games, you could 
excessive how, on some level. How dare you, sir? How dare you? Uh, y'all like Tomb Raider or not? The movie? Yeah, any Angelina, oh. any? I don't think I've seen the Angelina ones. I don't think I've the seen Angelina any. ones are the, the Angelina ones are what I was talking about earlier of like the the Catwoman and Elektra and mm-hmm. Daredevils of video wow, game movies. You're trying to get personal and rude. I see. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, again, now they're fun to watch and enjoyable for like for how bad they are, but like I, they definitely didn't do a good job of adapting Tomb Raider. Meanwhile, the uh, Alicia Vikander one yeah. from a couple years ago did arguably too good of a job adapting the Tomb Raider reboots because there's nothing special about that movie at all. Yeah, and it is just generic as all hell. Oh, and it's tough with the Tomb Raider and Uncharted because again, you're the cinematic language you're entering in is Indiana Jones, which is uh, arguably one of the greatest blockbuster franchises of all time and directed by one of the best directors we've ever had. So it's and it's it's an immediately an unfair comparison. Like like you're that's that's what you're going after. And it's like well you're just not going to look as good in compare like in video game form that's enough of a distance that you could and that's allowing me that experience that I want. But How movie to movie it's like well that's not going to compare well. How is anybody ever supposed to do anything in theme of Indiana Jones though if it's like you can't compare it's the great you're gonna have to it's gonna have to be more than an ip cash grab you're really gonna have to like know like the the, you're gonna have to watch those first three movies and really like as a creator like figure out what makes them work how do the puzzles what makes the audience engage in the puzzles what's what is he doing directorially that makes that work it's you're gonna have to work it's no more nazis you love that kill the nazis bring the nazis back just so we can kill them (laughs) um so those are our thoughts on video game movies. Tim. I have one last thought. Well, one Tim, last thought one last thought before movies. we go. One for the yes, road. Tim. I, I don't know. I can't believe I went over an hour talking about video game movies. I didn't bring up my one biggest critique of all of them. Oh, I don't understand why it's 2022. And we're, we're finally out of the point that like every video game movie is bad. I stand by that. I think there are more good than bad movies at this point. But how are we still not committing to theme songs? Video games are iconic for so many reasons, but the music is always one of them. Yeah. The music, and it's not just one theme song. I'm not just asking you to play the same thing over and over and over and over again, like movies like Indiana Jones do <laughs> constantly. Why do we fucking love Back to the Future, Star Wars? They do these things. Why do we shy away from it? Why do these movies maybe give us the one moment that in theaters makes us go, oh, they did the thing? Yeah. Like, no, it shouldn't be a thing you're doing. It should be what you're doing, the yeah. whole thing. And oh, it just upsets me so fucking much to have Uncharted, one of the most iconic scores of all time in video games. It's so good. And we hear the theme three times in the movie for a second. Otherwise, it's a generic ass action movie that or action score that makes it a generic ass movie and not Uncharted. Yeah, I think that's a really great point, accessing the music of it. And I just think about the way um, the theme, the Rocky theme was used in Creed. And how yes. that immediately got the audience. You, you held on to it. You held on to it. And then you execute it at the exact right moment that it fucking, it, it sings. You know what I mean? Um, but again, it goes back to the, like, yeah, you're going to have to, you're really going to have to go after it as if you're, you're making, like, this is your movie. This is not just, we're making an Uncharted movie. No, we're making this movie. It's called Uncharted. And this is the story we're telling. And, and executing that theme in a way that's really engaging. I think, because again, you uh, like you were talking about, you're spending like 30 hours with these games. You're spending 30 hours with that music. It means mm-hmm. something to the audience. Mm-hmm. So be smart about using it. That's a really good point. All right. That's it for us. Tim, before we go, remind everybody at home where they can find you. 
at Tim Gettys, G-E-T-T-Y-S on Twitter and Instagram and all the damn things. Uh, if you are interested in video games, comic book movies, or Pomeranians, I am your man. Pomeranians? Oh, yeah. If you want some good Pomeranian content, Whoa. Two Palms, Two Furious on Instagram. <laughs> damn. I didn't know. Now I'm better for it. Roxy. Moose and Toretto. Boo. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, Roxy, what are your pluggables? My pluggables um, <laughs> went, went to a weird place for a second. Uh, you can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer, also on the World Girls. Uh, we've been doing Batman watch-alongs leading up to the Batman, which has been a lot of fun. Uh, and also, we did something really uncomfortable this week where we gave tarot card readings a whirl. I don't believe in that stuff, and, and it scared the shit out of me, so... You can go watch that everywhere at the World Girls. Check all that out. You can find me at DJ Talks Trash. You can follow the show everywhere that matters at Only Stupid Answers, but on Twitter. Ain't got the vowels from stupid. I want to thank you all for joining us. If you want to hear Roxy and I talk about uh, Peacemaker, I'm going to be talking about the new Bel Air show on Peacock. You can do all, all of that over at patreon.com slash Only Stupid Answers. And we will see you all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.